Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Retired 25 Podcast. I'm your host, Solomon Royball. And today with us, we have a very, very special guest with us, Devin Vincent. I met Devin back in October two years ago at the Forbes 30 Under 30 conference. And we kind of we kind of hit it off right away, you know. He's one of the first people I met. We, we linked up over uh, real estate investing. He connected me to the Forbes of Culture. He connected me with a lot of good people to, that you have to know in that circle. And I'm forever grateful, grateful for being accepted into that world. And please welcome Devin Vincent. How are you, Devin? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Appreciate you, you having me on here, man. It's, it's an honor, man. Like you said, we've known each other for a few years now, man. I, yeah. I, I love to see like things you're doing, man. So thanks, man. Thank yeah, I remember uh, freezing. Freezing my ass off over there in Boston. <laughs> right, man. That was rain and just cold. It was bad, you know, man. All bad. You know, I'm not talking bad about forwards and nothing like that. <laughs> but that event was a show. That event was yeah. a show for a lot of reasons, right? Yeah. Where, I think nah, it made sense on paper, but <laughs> when you <laughs> add the elements into it, it's like, it's like But you know what? I don't think anything makes sense on paper. Like, well, as soon as you write an outdoor event in October in Boston, like that's that those that does not make sense, right? Even on paper. <laughs> You're right about that. But it was a cool event, though, man. I, you know, I appreciated the you know you taking me around Boston, showing me the spots uh, when we had to go eat clam chowder. That's fire. Yeah. What, what was that market Quincy Market, right? Yeah, the Quincy Market. Yeah, man. That was. I still th- I still think about that clam chowder every once in a while. Yeah. Oh good. Man. Good. I haven't been down there in a while, man. I think it's closed now with everything going on. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, uh, Devin, what you know, what made you how long you've been doing entrepreneur? How long you've been doing your side hustle? Like tell us a little bit about your journey. I know people are very interested in that. Well, I've been I've I think I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, just as a kid, I have my vision was always to own my own business someday. Um even like in high school, I think my first side hustle I ever had was, uh, I think my junior, sophomore, junior year, I had got uh, accepted into this um, this like conference for technology um, in California. Okay. It was like, a, but I had to raise money to be able to go uh, to go there. So came up with different ideas. Uh, this lady at my the church I was going to, uh, she offered to like bake pound cakes for me and I could sell them. So I was like, uh, so you make like these little small uh, pound cakes um, and I would sell it for $5. So I would walk around with a book bag full of pound cakes, <laughs> just standing in the hallway, just like slinging pound cakes, <laughs> just trying to get people to buy it and just kind of telling my story. I think that's one thing I've always uh, enjoyed doing. I think a part of the journey is like telling my story. Um, I think that that's how people connect with me and want to build with me on different things. So that's kind of always helped me out. But I had that side hustle and then um I had I had friends who um like would pay me to do like their math homework for them. Oh, like I was always good at math, so I would just like charge them like twenty-five dollars to complete an assignment for them. Twenty-five dollars? So, like, yes, yeah. So I, like it was like it was like it'd take me like ten minutes to do it. They'd give me twenty-five dollars and like back then I was I felt like that was just an easy come up. Yeah. So it was just like always thinking about ways I could create my own and, and have my own outside of like maybe having a, a job and things like that. Uh-huh. And that even translated more when I uh, went to college. Uh, a few of my friends and I, uh, we started this 
a fashion blog called My Own Limited Style. Um, and it was, it was all, we were all like into like sneakers and just clothes and fashion. So we um, we created like a, a sneaker competition on campus. We had it uh, two years in a row. We had great turnout. We had different events that we hosted. Uh, so, and we like we were. I think at that time when we were in school, this was like back in 2011 and 12. Like the things we were doing yeah. was a little bit different than what other people were doing, especially on campus. Like the things we were putting together. So we, I was surrounding myself around people who, kind of were ambitious and, and 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 visionaries and wanted to create their own as well. Yeah. Like I have my friends. They have their own clothing on. Uh, De La John, uh, and that's like from that same circle. Like we we kind of branched out and started doing our own things, uh, and then I got into like um, fitness real heavy uh, after I graduated. Um, just just because of like just my family history with health, yeah. and like just wanting to 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 do better and, and live a better lifestyle, I started really taking it serious like in 2013 and 14, and then. Over time, you, you kind of start to develop skills, and mm-hmm. um, and then people start asking you like, "Hey, can you train me? And uh, can you help me out?" So like over time, I just started like working out with people and put posting videos, and um, just starting to kind of kind of really start to build a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, I mean, when you get into like the corporate world, sometimes that kind of takes precedence over like some of the things you're doing. But like now with with COVID and quarantine kind of refocused on like building that uh, fitness brand back up. So I'm like really trying to uh, hit the pavement hard now. Oh, okay. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, it's funny because you mentioned you were the one slanging pound cakes in high school. Mm-hmm. We had a, we had a kid that used to walk around our whole city with a duffel bag every day filled with chips, uh, sodas, you know, and he sold it for a dollar. So who wasn't going to buy that? Right. But you know it's funny because a lot of this, a lot of high schools always frown upon that, like that little hustle. They mm-hmm. always, you know, they always want you to not do that, not sell food to other students. I don't know why. Yeah. But uh, my niece started doing it as well. You know, towards the right before the the lockdown, she was uh I, I forgot what she was selling. I think she was selling like chips or something at the school. Mm-hmm. And they they told her she couldn't do it anymore. I was like, man. But yeah. And like you, you see the mindset of like just people who who are confined to this this box or this way of thinking. It's like you should embrace kids who are thinking outside the box and being creative about ways to make money and generate money for themselves. Yeah. Those are going to be the business leaders later on in life because yeah. they're starting at an early age. But you're trying to stifle their growth and just their potential. There, like I, I love when I see people, kids, especially young kids, like creating their own lemonade stand or doing whatever they selling candy or whatever, yeah. trying to make some extra cash. It's like that, that's that entrepreneurial spirit that they're developing, so right. I love it. No, man, it, it, is, it is amazing to see it. Like I said in my niece all the time, right? But at the same time, it hurts my own pockets because she charges me, like, <laughs> like she charges everybody else. <laughs> she don't get no family discounts, bro. <laughs> you gotta support the entrepreneur, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, you know, we actually coach her up on that all the time. She, uh, but, you know, all the time, I'm like, hey, pay me this picture. Like, How much you want to charge me? Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, no, whatever you want to give me. I'm like, no. You know, set, give me a price. Set me a price. Like, yeah. Take into account how long it's going to take you, you know, what you have to spend, what everything. And then she'll give me a price. It's still way cheaper than what she should be. Mm-hmm. You know, to get her in that mindset of, like, you know, knowing your worth and charging what you got to charge. So, 
yeah, it's, it's, it is a, it is cool, especially when you can teach it to, to young kids. Yeah, and that, that's because, like, it's important because there are people, adults who, who are still trying to figure out how to, to uh, trying to find their worth and, like, how to be able to charge with their or worth with their business and things like that. And that's, mm. uh, even myself, like, when I was starting off, like, and I would, I would put together, like, workout plans for people and trying to, like, I started off, like, working out with, working with friends and, like, I'm, like, like, I don't want to charge my friends a crazy, uh, price for like the plans I was putting together but mm. also just knowing what my worth was and the time I spent putting stuff together because it was it was really customized to yeah. fit everyone's uh kind of need so just kind of learning that as you you kind of go through the journey um it it, it sometimes depending on where you are it takes you a longer time to learn that um so if you can like instill that in them early it definitely helps out later on in life yeah now how is it you know I've never had a corporate job. I never had a boss. Well, mm-hmm. I did for like three weeks, but that didn't last long. Um, but how is it, you know, trying to be an entrepreneur, like trying to make something happen on your off time and having your regular nine to five job? Like, what's that experience like? I know there's a lot of people that are probably in that same position right now. Yeah. For, for me, it's, it's challenging because I know where my passions are mm-hmm. and like, trying to go in and clock in and, and do something that you may enjoy doing, but you're not passionate about. Mm. And you you have to commit eight, nine, 10 hours to a day doing this. And then you have to find time to work on your side hustle or the other, their other business, your other job. And so it's like, you have to really be disciplined um, and, and be good with like time management and just, you have to sacrifice um, some things. So that's one thing um, I had to learn like, I went, I went to grad school, I got, um, I got my MBA. Um, and after grad school, I started working on the startup. Um, and I, I gave myself a, a year and a half to focus on it. Um, but like during that time, like I didn't have a job. I was driving like Uber and Lyft just yeah. to make money. But like I was sacrificed, like hanging out, traveling, going places because I was like really focusing on what I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish. Mm. You miss out on a lot of things, but you also have to look at the end goal. Like, where where I want, what do I want to be, and what where do I want to take this business or this idea? So, yeah, now when you when you're working in corporate, it's, it's even more challenging because of the demand of working and trying to to find time to to focus on the business, your side hustle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it it for me it was challenging early on because you get comfortable with a, a good job, you're getting good money. And it's like, all right, I'm, I'll put off working on this for like a, a, a day or two, and then it turns into a month or two, and then a year passes. It's like, man, I haven't even put much energy into yeah. the things I'm really passionate about. So if you have a good support system or just someone that kind of reminds you or something that kind of keeps you going when you start to get either get comfortable or you kind of get discouraged, mm-hmm. um, those are helpful. That's helped me in the past. Okay. Yeah, man. Kind of a lot of people that, you know, they're they're especially right now with COVID and the quarantine, like, you know, they're, they're in a position where they're trying to figure out and they're really trying to think like, okay, what am I going to do? What's my next step after this? Because, you know, their corporate job or their nine to five might not be there anymore. You know, it's not, you know, that type of job or that position might not just, or they might have cut back their hours. So, you know, that's really good for people that are trying to take that next step into the entrepreneurial world, do their own thing, 
you know, support yourself, surround yourself with people that are going to help you out. And I think that's yeah. for anybody entrepreneur starting off. You got to you got to surround yourself with that good energy. Right. And it's so it's easy important. to fall back. Yeah, it's because it's you get discouraged a lot, man. There's there are times where you just want to give up. Things aren't working for you. Want them to, or like, you may. All right, continue. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, you good. Um, you, yeah, you might come up across a challenge or um, some type of roadblock, and it's like it's sometimes you need that support system to kind of help you get to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like during this time, like this, I think this showed a lot of people uh, with, with COVID nineteen hitting and people being laid off. You realize that job, the, the job security you thought you had, mm-hmm. what isn't really there. So it's like you have to start thinking of other ways to generate income. Um, and, and being an entrepreneur, it, it sounds amazing. Like it's like really like a glorified um, kind of role or a space to be in, but yeah. it's a lot of work. And I think a lot of people, sometimes they try to go outside of their realm of like their wheelhouse. Like, like mm-hmm. you're trying to think about things, like just focus on, things you're good at, things you're passionate about, and like, how can I monetize that? Mm-hmm. And it may not have to be a full-time job. It could be like a side hustle where you're making maybe five, $600 a month doing this. And it's like, it's supplementing some of your income. So you're not totally depending on uh, one source of income. So this thinking small, you don't always have to think big and like have the next big idea. Mm-hmm. And that's something I always have to tell myself sometimes. It's like, I don't always have start small you have the big vision but start small and start putting those th- systems and things in place to help it grow to that where you want it to go yeah and you know yeah it's so true because you know you got to have that passion and if you know a lot of times people they're not thinking about like what what's passionate for them they think about what's going to make them the most money mm-hmm. and it might work out for you know maybe one two three years but when it turns when the downturn comes or you know, it starts to struggle since that passion is not behind it. It's going to get real difficult real fast. Yeah. Look at Jeff Bezos, man. He started off selling books. That's probably the most, you know, who would have thought that books would have turned into a trillion dollar business, right? Right. But he had a passion for it. He had a passion for selling books. Yeah. Now he's one of the best CEOs on the planet, (laughs) one of the (laughs) best companies in the world ever. Right. And like, I, and I think nowadays, with every being, everything being so instant and just in your face and just so quick, people forget about that journey. They forget about how long it took for him to get to where he is now. Yeah, like, it, it didn't happen overnight. So yeah. I think that's why a lot of people get discouraged because they they set these expectations that all right by this this day and this time I should be here, mm-hmm. either in my career or, or with the business that I'm starting. And if I, if I'm not there, then I'm going to give up. And it's like, you you have to be realistic about what you're trying to do. There's going to be ups and downs. And yeah. There are more, more entrepreneurs fail more than they succeed. And I think that's what, make them, that's what makes them great entrepreneurs mm. because they're able to bounce back yeah. and still have success. And I, I think a lot of times we don't, we forget about that part of it. You have to fall down, scrape your knee up a little bit, get back up. Yeah. It makes you tougher and you, you learn from those experiences. So I think going into any venture idea or whatever with that mindset, it, it, it'll help you sustain through those tough times. Yeah. Especially now with so much social media and like, you know, how you said everything's in your face. 
people really get lost on like the Lambo and the the, the cars and the houses and stuff, the jewelry. Yeah. When at the end of the day, it's you know, <clears throat> a lot of stuff could be faked. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like Grant Cardone says, you could fake a Lambo, but you can't fake a jet. Yeah. So you know, it's really about focusing and just getting like figuring out what's real out there and what's fake because there's a lot of a lot of fake people out there that you know they might have had success or they might have a level of success, but it's not enough to fund that lifestyle. You know, right? It's really, it's really not that expensive to lease a, a Lambo these days. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I think people get caught up in that they see all these things and then they they're like, oh man, if he can do it, and if he was able to get this, I can do it too. Not understanding that either they're lying about what they did or they they put in a lot of work that you didn't see yeah. to get there. You think that it's just easy as me just putting putting a few posts out there and then people are just going to gravitate towards you or whatever it is. But it's like you got to really put the work in. And I go back to it's all about the team. And like it's difficult to build – a, a business without having a support system, whether yeah. it's a team or whomever, you need that around you. Uh, and so you have to understand that you you won't be able to get there by yourself. And then having people who positive energy and also going to be realistic with you about things as well. Like you need the, that realistic feedback and because that's going to help you grow as well. So you, you have to just be realistic with yourself and, and make sure that you put, you have those good, a good team around you to kind of get you to the next step. How'd you make your team? How, how did you come about to like qualify people to make them part of your, your, your team, your inner circle, whatever you want to call it? Um, so I, I always like to surround myself around people who are either doing things that I want to do or have like some type of knowledge that I'm interested in learning more about. Mm. Like, because like, that's how I grow. We can like we can build up each other. Maybe I have some some skill set or some knowledge that they they're interested in learning about. It's mm-hmm. it's just like a it's a win win. But I I like to surround myself with gonna around people who want to help me grow. Oh. So yeah, so it's like it's like fine. Like if you meet somebody who's maybe interested in the same thing you're interested in and they've been doing it for a while. Like talking to you about real estate. Mm-hmm. Just I was just picking your brain about so much. And I'm like, this is where this is where I want to get to you already doing it and you have the knowledge in the game and you didn't mind talking to me about it. So that was another thing that people, you were willing to just have that conversation yeah. and you were a genuine person. So I was like, yeah, this is somebody I, I, I would love to just continue to uh, connect with. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times when people don't want to talk about it is because they don't really know how to teach it. Right. You know, cause it, it, it is a skill set to like be able to explain things in a certain way so that everyone can understand it. But there's also the other hand of that where people don't want to explain it because they're they don't want competition in it. And, you know, the way I see it is I could tell I could talk to a thousand people and give them step by step about anything. But only one person is really gonna do anything about it, you know. So it's really there's not there's no competition in sharing your knowledge, there's no competition in sharing what you know and passing that down because at the end of the day, a lot of people aren't going to take the action. A lot of people aren't going to do stuff. And when they do do it, when they do take the action, when they do start making success, then that's great because now you have another person in your circle where you're like, hey, you know, I helped them. Now they're going to keep helping other people. And like one of my mentors said, 
you know, when you help somebody, they grow to a certain level and then you start learning from them, you know, then right. you become, you start becoming a student as well because they go through a whole nother uh, lifestyle, a whole nother path where they picked up different things that can teach you something new. Right. Well, man, you, you know, I'm, I'm always up there sharing. And that's why we started this podcast is to share that knowledge with all entrepreneurs that are struggling, starting off, have been in the game, whatever it is. Yeah, it's important, man. And like, like that, that saying goes, "Steel sharp and steel." Is, I mean, you're 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 putting people in a position to excel, and along that journey, as as they kind of get to that point, they're probably picking up new skill sets that you didn't, you may not have experience or know about. So, like you said, they're they're teaching you at some point. Like so, it's yeah. and it's only to better. It's, it's helping someone else. It, it trickles down, and, and you become a better person because of it as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's important, man. So you talked about your fitness. Is that like what? Well, what exactly are you doing in the fitness world? So um, I like I uh, have a an Instagram page. Uh, it's called um, it's my name Von Vincent at uh, underscore on uh, Instagram. So I, I post different uh, exercises that I do, and I try to focus on like um, exercises that uh, involve a lot of movement, mobility. Uh, agility, like using body weight to to, to strengthen uh, yourself mm. and things like that. So it's it's things that people can do at home uh, or like outside. You don't need a lot of equipment to do, especially okay. during these times. Uh, it's it's helpful to a lot of people. I um I do some uh, virtual uh, classes as well. I, I have some people that I train. I'm hosting okay. a um a virtual uh a IG um live workout session next Friday. Um, on this platform, on this page, uh, it's called Sweat Weekend. Uh, so I'll be hosting like a 30-minute workout session. Um, and then I also have a partner um, out here that I, um, him and I are going to start hosting like some group session classes outdoors uh, with okay. some people um, to kind of just get people uh, active, uh, especially with it being warm in Boston now. So we can do some things outside. Yeah, you got to take advantage of those six hours, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is like six hours, man. <laughs> It's, it's crazy but um so yeah man I'm, I'm trying to um really build upon that um and then like working with you on um some of the things you you have going on with uh the products that you're selling uh revolved around uh nutrition um and then like um, offering like different uh workout plans and things for people um online so people uh, and like, it comes to like consultations and things like that to help them not only with their physical health, but like make sure you, you eat properly and things like that. Yeah. So I want and I want to encompass all of that. And I'm also hosting a, a, a virtual session or event on Tuesday focused around mental health, um, which I think is also important. Like you, you can't just only focus on your, your physical. Your mental has to be uh, in line as well. Uh, and I think with everything going on, uh, not only in the, in the U.S., but just in, in the world right now, uh, I, I think mental health is probably the most important thing that we should be trying to take care of because that sets the tone for everything else. Yeah. So and, I, and um, th this, the event on Tuesday is going to focus on men of color mm. uh, and around mental health because just us being... Uh, how we how men grow up in general you don't talk about how you feel 
you know, talk about your feelings or if you're dealing with stress or anxiety or depression. Those are, th those are things that we just don't talk about. Yeah. And, and, and I know it, it takes a toll on us. So mm -hmm. if, if we can have those open, honest conversations with each other, it can help us kind of grow collectively and, and, and better ourselves. So, okay. Yeah. And if someone wants to be part of that conversation, where do they, uh, where do they register? Where do they sign up for that? So you can, um, I'm going to post the, uh, the link on my uh, Instagram uh, bio, but you can just go to my page uh, at Von Vincent underscore. It's V-O-N-V-I-N-C-E-N-T underscore uh, on Instagram. Um, you can find, you can find it in my, uh, the link in my bio and you can, it's just like a, um, create like a Facebook event where people can just, um, I'd say they're going to attend the event and there's a link for the Zoom um, and the, um, in that post so okay. people can attend and i want people to be comfortable just just if, if they want to kind of talk and speak about some of the challenges that they're facing or just listen uh, I, I just want it to be um, a, a space where people feel comfortable and there's no judgment and we can just have honest conversations about things so now that's so cool man because yeah like you said you know a lot of men grow up in that where they don't express themselves and at the end of the day, it manifests itself in a way where it's not a, always a positive, you know, the most, uh, the most like rewarding way to express your emotions because you know you bottle them in so long. So yeah, that's cool that you started that, man. Well, how how'd that come about? Like what? So I, I've I have friends who 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 struggle with like just um, mental health, like illness, anxiety, or depression, mm -hmm. and like I even found myself like during during this time with like quarantine and, and uh, COVID-19, like when I go to the grocery store, feeling like just anxious being around a, a group of people. And I've never been with someone who kind of really dealt with or had issues with anxiety, but yeah. I get, like I feel uncomfortable being around groups of people right now. So wow. that was something I realized about myself. And then with, with just like all the protests uh, and things going on with this racial injustice in this country and across the world, um, I just, it's just compounding things that are happening. People are losing jobs right now. And like this, their, their economic future is uncertain. And so it's like, there's so many things that people are dealing with and having a space for them to like to talk about and just get it off their chest, I think is helpful. And I think right now it's important for us to like be able to just find find people like-minded people or people who are dealing with the same thing to be able to just have these conversations with because it can it can help out a lot yeah yeah that's, that's good man I'm, I'm definitely gonna be there i hope you know if you listen to this you get you connect to it because especially in times like this i think everyone needs help yeah don't be afraid to ask for that help don't be afraid to, to reach out to people don't be afraid to you know ask people how they're doing man yeah i know the you know i think uh I think like two weeks ago or last week, you know, I kind of just sent you a text. I was like, hey, man, how are you, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we had stuff to talk about business-wise, but, you know, I still want to make sure. And that's how I've been starting a lot of my conversations lately, is just seeing how people are doing. Because with the quarantine starting off, you know, at first people were just kind of like, oh, cool, it's, you know, sometime at home, I get to catch up on everything I've been missing out on. But now we're three, three months into it, four months into it. And it's really starting to take its toll on a lot of people. You know, yeah. I, I was actually feeling it myself. I was, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I just need to be outside. Like, 
So I started walking around my block out here in Columbia. And I never do that, you know, because I'm, I'm usually outside. I'm meeting people. I'm going to different places. So I never needed that to just escape from the room. And the other day, I was just, like, anxious. I needed to do something. I just, like, put my shoes on. I was like, I'm going to go outside. I just need to walk around, be in fresh air, man. So I'm sure, you know, not um, not everyone has that ability. You know, not everyone has the the ability to go outside these days, especially if you if you have a uh, a, a weaker immune system, if you're already sick, if you have prior conditions. You know, you have to be even more cautious. And yeah, you know, I feel that too. I feel that way sometimes when I'm in the grocery store too. Like, I see too many people in an aisle, and I'm like, I'll come back. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> to that. Yeah, I don't need milk right now. Yeah, right. And, and <laughs> like it's it's crazy that this has come become like the the new normal, uh just kind of how we operate. But like you said, like I've been reaching out to so many people that I haven't spoken to in in months or even in years. Like um just calling them on the phone, see how everybody's doing. And like I start a lot of conversations that way with um asking people how they're doing. Yeah. It's it's important, man, just to, to check up on people. Because really you never know, like you said, there are a lot of people who they maybe they can't leave their homes or, or they're at home by themselves all day. Yeah. Like they don't have people to interact with. So like, it's just like those different, those that can uh can kind of over time that can kind of start um weigh on you. Yeah. Like I had a friend who said he, he doesn't really leave the house at all just yeah. because he's so concerned about everything that's going on. It's like, yeah. and it affected him. He had like a, a break, a, a small breakdown a few wow. weeks back just because of it. It's like, is people kind of dealing with some a lot of stuff, man. So yeah. the health is health and wealth wellness is just all about encompassing every aspect of it, man. Mental, physical, yeah. emotional, all that stuff, man. So and that applies to everybody. That, applies to everybody. that applies to everybody, not just yeah. entrepreneurs. That's you have to have your mind right, regardless of yeah. what you're doing, regardless of what you're doing. Yeah. But, so I'm I'm glad that like we're in the, in a space and time now where like mental health is, is something that is, continues to be brought up and it's, yeah. it's people are starting to have these conversations. So I kind of want to be a part of that as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially, you know, return back to entrepreneur and like business side, right? First thing, you know, I teach first thing, a lot of my mentors teach is that mental stability. You know, you have to have your mind, right. You have to have your mind in the right thought space, the right framework to be able to continue through this journey. And especially now, like, you know, there's a lot of people that started businesses in January and March came around and shut them down, right? Yeah. So they're they're in a position now where they're thinking like, wow, this was a huge mistake. I'm never gonna do this again, right? And it's really not that. It's really, you know, you have to have the mindset to be able to pivot in a situation like this, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's not the best time to start a business. <laughs> But it's the world we're in, man. You, no one knew this was going to happen. You started it in January thinking that the economy was going to keep going up. And sadly, it didn't. Sadly, the you know, pandemic, global pandemic hit and everything got shut down. Yeah. So you have to have that mental stability. And I think it's great, you know, having that open concept, open forum for people to express themselves when they can't normally do it or they're not in a place that nurtures that type of uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and like just from an entrepreneurial or a business aspect, having that mental st- mental t- uh, stability helps with like just decision making when it comes to your business. Like you're you're able to think clearer. 
you, you make smarter decisions and like some of like if you go back to like the 2008 2009 some of the biggest companies now were created during that time during that recession mm-hmm. so like this is a it's it sucks that we're in this space but for those who can who have the mental capacity to be able to try to kind of pivot or just think about what opportunities yeah. can are going to present themselves on the other side of this and like, how can I position myself to be on that other side and, and have a operate a successful business or start a successful business? Yeah. I think that that's the the mindset that people need to, need to have. Mm-hmm. I know a few people who started businesses at the beginning of this year or the end of last year who like it, it sucks that that they I mean, it's like they invested all this time and money into it and it's like man, damn, this hit. Yeah. So it's like, how can I? But you have to be like, how can I? either pivot or like just find new opportunities that maybe I, I hadn't been thinking about before. Yeah. I think like we have so much access to like technology and like the internet and social media. It, it could be a great thing for entrepreneurs if we know how to utilize it. And I'm, I'm learning and, and kind of getting more um, experience and exposure with it now. Yeah. Just figuring out how to take advantage of the Zooms and like, offering virtual uh, classes and things like that, that things that I, I wouldn't have normally thought about doing beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my, my financial mentor, I had him on the show, uh, the previous podcast, and he ended it, you know, with the best words, right? Mm. It's, a, it's always the worst as you're going through it. It's always the worst as you're going through it. He was speaking specifically about what we're living through right now. But, you know, that applies to any point in time in your entrepreneurial journey. It's always the worst when you're going through it, right? When your business has its first negative month, that's the worst. <laughs> when your business starts to fall, that's the worst. When, you know, when you're opening up, that's the worst. But once you get through that, once you get to the other side, you see what you learned, you see a new opportunity, you see where you can pivot from here on, here forward, so that those things don't happen, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Amazon, I like I like talking about Amazon just because of you know what they've really created. I know there's other companies that have created the same thing, but to me, you know, Amazon really made one of the biggest pivots in the world to go from an online bookstore. You know, once that fell down, they started pivoting, started offering more things. They started pivoting now to now where they're not just a retail site. You know, now you can stream from Amazon. You can host your website on Amazon. You can order groceries from Amazon, right? They're they're in everything now. They're even mm-hmm. they even have a technology sector where they're developing smartphones and tablets and stuff. You know, you have the Fire Stick, you have the Fire Tablet. So yeah. you know, those type of pivots are crucial for an entrepreneur. Right. You can't you can't be stuck in what you're doing. You can't be stuck in your mindset of like, this is what got me so far, and it's gonna keep going pushing forward because the economy, the world changes. Yeah. I remember when I was in uh, in grad school, it was something that always stuck stuck out to me and just about business and entrepreneurship. It was like, never fall in love with a product, always fall in love with the customer. Uh-huh. And meaning that you may have this idea, you think that it's the best idea in the world, uh-huh. but if people don't want it or if it's not the right time, then it's like, you, you need to understand who your customer is, what they're looking for exactly, yeah. and then make sure you're providing that service or product that is going to... Um, be able to uh, have, be that solution to what they're looking for. Yep. So it's like 
being able to pivot and like you may thought this was a great idea but maybe during this time this is not what people need they mean they need something a little bit different so understanding that and and not giving up but just figuring out how can i create something during this time that is going to be able to um solve this problem that uh for this customer that i'm trying to solve yeah yeah well Devin, you know as we start to wrap up here um What's something that you would share with someone like, you know, if, if they're starting off or if they're starting to struggle or if they're starting to think, you know, this isn't for them. What's something that you could share with somebody or some words of wisdom you would give somebody? Um, I think one thing that I always ask myself is, is what's your why? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you trying to start a business or why are you trying to get into this space? or whatever it's like if once you understand what your why is mm-hmm. it, it, that's going to be able to fuel you and get you to where you want to be because mm-hmm. your why is going to continue to push you and motivate you when things get tough when, you're, when you don't know what the answer is to get to the next step yeah. when you fall short on money and you're trying to figure out how can i fund this next part of the project or the business yeah so that why is going to help you overcome those challenges yeah. so and always remind yourself, why are you doing this? What's the why? If it's financial freedom, if it's trying to help your family or whatever it is, make sure that you have that in your back pocket so you can always just pull it out and just like, all right, this is why I'm doing this. So let's, let's go now. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to take that a little step further. You know, when you develop your why, and this is something I coach with my team. So, you know, it's something that I've, I've had pretty extensive uh, practicing. You know, when you're developing your why, you have to go seven levels deep. Right? What, what do I mean by that? You, know, you have to ask yourself why seven times to figure out your true why, your true reason why you're going to do this. Because the, the superficial whys never last. They won't help mm-hmm. you. All right? So you have to ask yourself seven times why you want that. And once you get to the seventh level, you will find your true one. And, you know, once you get to around like four or five, you will start to cry. That's that's part of the journey. That's part of the process, right? If your why doesn't make you cry, it's not strong enough. Right. So, yeah, that's great. Uh, Devin, tell us again where we can find you if people want to follow you. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram uh, at Von Vincent underscore. It's V-O-N-V-I-N-C-E-N-T underscore. I'm going to also start working on creating um, a YouTube page and, and getting on some other platforms. So I'm trying to expand and, and, and kind of be able to touch as many people as I can. All right, perfect. Man, once you get that, let me know. You know, give you a shout out on the show. You know, you 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 know, I'm always one of your first followers on anything you do, man. So yeah, same, on, man. man. <laughs> well, thanks again, Vincent, uh, Devin. You know, it's been a great conversation. I know you've been gave a, giving people a lot of knowledge. And if you're interested in that conversation, if you're interested in being part of the the conversation, please reach out to Devin. He'll get you the link so that you can be part of it. Yeah, appreciate it, man. And thank you again for having me on here, man. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Well, this has been another episode of Retired 25 Podcast. Again, follow us on all your your podcast listening stations. We're also on YouTube and Instagram. And we'll see you in the next episode.